Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Bronx Sports Jedi Network to the Bronx Bomber Strike Back Podcast. I am your host, BX Sports Jedi Kev. Before we get going, we want to say happy Memorial Day to all our men and women, servicemen and women that serve our country, all the armed forces, all the first responders. May God continue to bless you guys each and every day, the ones that are currently serving and all those that we lost there and their families. So we will ask that you guys will have a remembrance because of you guys we have the freedom to come on a podcast to talk to have all these different luxuries that we have in our nation so we wanted to salute and honor you and acknowledge everyone that have served this country and we want to thank you so much damos la gracia porque podemos hablar en nuestras nuestros lenguaje in our tongues and of course because of your freedoms and your sacrifices so i just wanted to acknowledge that before we get the program going salute aiden what's going on mr aiden in the building i'll put that there let's what so in the role in the words of cody rhodes what do you want to talk about well i want to talk about the team that lit that plays in the bronx and we call the New York Yankees. This 2023 season, I know when I do, I don't do much of the podcasting. I do, I do everybody that knows me. I do nothing but the watch alongs when it comes to New York Yankees. Rarely do I break down all of the podcasting, you know, because I, I know there's a lot of other content creators that do all the nuts and bolts. And, and just to give them, you know, not to share the YouTube verse. And, but I had to give the temperature of the team here in Memorial, in Memorial Day. I always tell you guys, the first half, the first quarter of the season, it's a little bit of a touch and feel. Remember, the weather is, isn't so great in the east you know, and the northern part of the country. Still a little cold. You're going to have injuries. And boy, did the Yankees get hit with some injuries. They've got hit with some major, major injuries. You know, from, from oh my goodness, Carlos Rendon hasn't even thrown a pitch yet for the New York Yankees. Um they they he hasn't even is he is he available you know we he's starting to come back he he only got one quarter zone shot in his back we're missing him severino didn't start the season with the yankees Giancarlo stanton goes down donaldson goes down you know the injury bug Trevino, even judge sliding into third um has some time off with a hip so the the injury bug early hurt them Mr. Eric Wallace, salute, salute to you, and thank you so much, Marines in the building. My, your mic is cutting off. Oh, I wonder why. All right, let's see. Let me make sure that we're hearing. Let's make sure that you guys are hearing me well there first. So a little audio. No, oh, she looks good here. It's telling me it's good there. So um, from my part there. So we're talking about the 2023 Yankees. Now they started off well. They started off pretty pretty strong. Until the injury bugs, they're winning some series. But the Tampa Bay Rays, don't get discouraged by the Rays getting into a tough start. I also believe that the, the schedule had a lot to do with the New York Yankees. Also, a lot of off days. But one of my concerns is the injury bug with this team. We're starting to see a couple tendencies. Oh, there's Michael. Hey, Mike. Mike, would you like to join me on the on this podcast? I mean, let me know. I'm more than happy to send you if you're able, if you're free. Wouldn't mind there. Um, let me know if you're able to come on and join me. I I won't mind, won't mind having it up. In fact, I'll just put it there. We'll have an open discussion because it's a discussion about the Yankees and as well. Oh, cool. Here we go. We'll put Michael Caputo on, and how and of course it's good. There we go. 
So Michael will join me. Michael Caputo will join me here. Hopefully my audio hasn't cut in and cut out. Um, so we're talking about the New York Yankees here, the first part. Um, one thing that, I, that I'm looking at, I'm still seeing a little tendencies of the season's past. Now, the strikeouts are still high for the New York Yankees. The situational hitting is a little bit of a concern to myself. Um, I'm glad that they brought Anthony Volpe up and they allow Anthony Volpe to play the shortstop position. I know his numbers aren't so hot. He's in the Mendoza line, but he does have 13 stolen bases. You know, he has seven of home runs in the limited at-bats that he has so far. Um, he's good. You could tell there's talent in Anthony Volpe, but sometimes the defense tends to come up a little short when he needs to make he could make the spectacular play but there's you know for instance there was a game last there was last week against the Orioles there was a hot shot ball to hit to short he played it on the side instead of getting in the front of it and allow them to get through there Chris is joining me hi Chris what's up kid I thought you were working but it's great to have you on appreciate you on joining us good good afternoon to you Chris What's up? What's up, chat? We got Caputo is going to join me. And mm-hmm. let's, hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? So we're talking about the first 25 or the first half of 50-plus games Memorial Day of this Yankee. And I was talking about the injury bug right now, hurting the Yankees. And then I, I talked about the defense. Now, the injury bug. What are your thoughts on the injury bug here? Is this going to be something we're going to see all season? Or is this just something just currently right now? I'll go. I'll start with you, Chris. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's just right now. Um, usually it happens toward like the the middle and the end of the year. So I mean, it's good to get it out the way right now. But hopefully this is it. Like we don't need Stanton coming back, getting hurt again. Sevy the same way, coming back, getting hurt again. Radon. I mean, we still haven't seen him pitch. Um, they said Montage might come back at the end. I, I just, I don't know. And then our bullpen, I mean, we're missing, what, like three or four arms? So, you know, hopefully all this, you know, and, and if we trade for somebody, Cashman, I'm going to say this one time. If we trade for somebody, make sure they're not hurt. All right, all right. Injury bugs to you, Caputo, same question. Um, This injury bug we see currently right now, is this something uh, that's going to com- continue going? Or you, do you have confidence that we might stay relatively fairly healthy? Um, unfortunately not because it's been going on for years and years and years now. I mean, we get this injury bug every single year. It's, it's not even an injury bug at this point. It's a it's a constant, it's a chronic thing that's been going on for years. Like for the last, even when Joe Girardi was uh, managing the team, we've been having these injuries. So, uh, nah, this isn't going away. Hopefully, I mean, they could stay healthy, but... They just hired a new uh, conditioning and training staff uh, not too long ago. I think about two years ago. And they still get these injuries. So it's just uh, the, the players' fault that they can't stay healthy. And these guys are not conditioned and they don't stay as healthy like they did in the 90s. Um, like I was saying, it's not a good thing. But when they were t- taking steroids, they, they never got injuries like this. So maybe they have to come up with some type of a uh, you know substance maybe to keep these guys healthy because they, 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 these guys do not stay healthy like they did like 30, 40 years ago. I mean, it's just a different generation. I, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, the Yankees definitely have to stay healthy. But the main thing with this team is um, they have, they need to make the necessary uh, moves 
to, to we'll, we'll, we'll get it we'll get into that we'll, we'll we'll stay we'll stay on on the track on the track topic we'll get to that because we're going to be talking about possible trades you know movements but let's stay on the um topic as we knock them out of the park with the injuries and i'm glad you yeah. mentioned that depth we yeah. need depth now yeah, let me add. okay pitching i have to say pitching and we need a bullpen help and i think we still need offense i mean we need contact in i still want wanted them to get a a third baseman and Trey Donaldson. And- we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, Chris. Let's not jump the, the rails and then we're going to be all over the place. When we're talking about now with the with the depth and if you're thinking these injuries are going to continue, like Chris, we, you were mentioning, there might be some minor injuries. We can't have guys injured like that. Let me ask this now. Do you trust what we have in the farm system down in the minor leagues in, in, in what we see if we to solidify the depth if we make a move but keep the the prospects down low do you trust the organization what we see to plug and play if guys go down next man up mentality chris yeah see that that's the problem us yankee fans we trust what we have in the farm system it seemed like cashman doesn't trust what we have in the farm system and that's a that's the problem you you, you don't want to trade these people but you don't want to play these people it, you can't have it both ways, Cash. And then you wait till the last minute when they they don't have any value. That that's the problem. You can't you can't do that. If if you know we need something, and we have a lot of, like say outfielders, we have a lot of outfielder depth. Why not trade some of that and get what we need right now, instead of waiting, and waiting and waiting. It, it just it doesn't make sense. Like he he doesn't know what he needs to do. I just think I just think we do have what we need in the minor leagues, or we have enough to trade for whoever we want. But cash doesn't do it, and that's the problem. Okay, now I'm going to go down Caputo with them like like now with the the you see the young talent we have. We know who who we want, who don't we want? Now, do you think Cashman? Now, now you could come in with the questions about the need. Do you go with look outside the organization for the needs that you think we need, or do you are you think? Do you want to first give the farm system a shot first to fulfill those needs before we go get those players, ex-players that you wanted to talk about in seconds ago? Yeah, I, I want to get the needs that we need. I want the necessary needs, absolutely, because um, we do. We need pitching. We need a. We need a contact hitting, um, bullpen help. So yeah, I would have to sacrifice my, my farm system to get what we need, and that's pitching. And I do think we still need another starter because you can't trust Rodon and Severino with their health. But my question to you, would you like it to come within the house, like from the miners, or would you want it willing to part to bring from outside to to extract into the organization? Yeah, I was just saying, I, I'm going to have okay. to uh, trade guys if I have to. Peraza, uh, Cabrera, Volpe, uh, I mean, I'm not completely sold with this guy yet. I would give him until June or July at least, but if I still see this guy struggling, uh, I'm, I'm not on board anymore with this guy. I mean, he's good, but he's not – everybody was making him out to be like this – this Derek Jeter type player, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm not impressed. I mean, he, his average is 203. I say go out there and trade for another starter like Zach Gallen or like Corbin Burns. I, I would uh, the, one of those two pitches I I want here because uh, those are the only two guys I think that would be available at the training deadline. And um, for hitting, I don't know who they're going to trade for for hitting. That's going to be an issue because Brian Reynolds resigned with the Pirates. I, I don't know what's available for hitting. Uh, they said Otani would become available if the Angels are completely out of it, but you know the Yankees are not going to make a move like that because they never, they never ever make a big move like that. 
the trading okay. deadline. And uh, I don't right. trust Cashman and this management to do the right thing to bring a championship here. I, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time the Yankees made a huge like blockbuster deal right. at the trading deadline. I think we'll, we'll get to that trade deadline stuff there. We don't want to give too much all in one shot because then we're going to be redundant. I want to hold oh, yeah. you. I want to hold your bullets for more later down because we got to fill a little little more time we don't want to give it all in the first five minutes of, and then we have 30 20 minutes left of i don't know you know going around right. and, and saying the same thing uh -huh. twice um i wanted to go now with we were talking about the starting the starting pitching Severino returns had a good outing um i'm gonna ask this chris is there an issue with domingo Herman? because now the yankees are gonna police him watch him now with the sticky stuff where his conference said he, Major League Baseball wasn't clear about the situation. Remember, if Domingo Herman gets another ejection, 50 games now, that you're going to lose another pitcher. Now, is you know, with the history of Domingo Herman outside of the of the baseball world, whatever you know, we know all the all the warts with him. And now with this, with the stupidity, with the sticky stuff, although it could be, you could he sweats a lot, whatever, go go in circles. Is there an issue with Domingo Herman when the Yankees could say, man? Or do they have the luxury to say we can't deal with Domingo Herman? Is there a Domingo Herman problem, Chris, in your eyes? Well, I mean, I know he had the, the, the domestic issue, but like when it comes to this issue, I can't really blame him because you know I, I was on his side. Like it was right. it was tobacco that everybody was like, oh, he had he, you know he had someone. It was tobacco. It was chewing tobacco, and then he even said like next next start I, I do. I'm not gonna put as much rising, but he sweats a lot just like um i can't think of his name chapman so yes. i don't i don't see him as a cheater the problem is the blue jays were just mad because they were getting that they butt kicked that's the problem and I, I i don't know i i like him i mean he had like two good starts with us um back-to-back okay. -back good starts until this happened so i mean i don't know it, i don't have a problem with him right now all right. Do you like? Do you think the Yankees have a problem with Domingo Herman um, Caputo, or or are you had it yourself as a fan watching Domingo Herman? Um, what's your What's your temperature on Domingo Herman? I think Domingo Herman just an average starter. He's just that's just what he is. Number four, number five. I mean, I'm not thrilled with the guy. I didn't like what he did when he hit his wife. I wanted him gone yet, actually after that. And he's nothing to me but a relief pitcher, anyways. I don't think he has the stuff to be his starter. I mean, he's, some of these fans get a little too ahead of themselves with this guy. He's not a number one starter. He's a, He gets whacked. I mean, you ever see starts when he gives up like 10 runs? He's, he's not that good. I mean, I wouldn't trust him in a big playoff game with your life on the line. I mean, he's just average. Okay, Chris, so I, you, I see you're shaking. You want to get involved in this one? Back to Caputo? Go ahead. No, nah, I was about to say, like, I agree with him. He's, he's definitely not a number one starter. But he does have a potential to be a number three but right now, what we have, he, he can never be a number three. I mean, he could be a four or five. I, I like him. I mean, even with Jordan Montgomery when we had him, um, I, I like the consistency. And and that's key when it comes to starting pitching. But the problem is, like we said last topic, is injuries. You can't be consistent if you're injured. Okay. All right. And then it, it, I want to go to another starter. I'm going with the, the low level to, and I'm going to start my way, marking my way up. My next starter is on the table, and I, I already know what you're going to go with, um, Chris. But I'm going to throw it to you with Clark Schmidt. Personally, I'm going to give you my thoughts of of, of Dermin, first of Dermin Rohan, then I'm going to I'm going to go right to Clark Schmidt. Me, Dermin Rohan, 
is there a problem with him there's too many outside too many things in his ears he has a talent he is a talented young man who has um good stuff on with the right catcher i think if he has the right catcher you could really get the best out of a domingo Herman. he might be suited for a short reliever coming out the first arm of the bullpen that will give you two innings and could give you that two innings um for a team go out there and and go 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 nuts and i think domingo Herman is probably a fifth starter on a championship team if they need him um but he's like that that guy that guy that fits like a Mamiro mendoza type of role you know we could start him at times put him back in the bullpen long relief he's like the number six or seven starter on a championship team you know with that now for clark schmidt clark schmidt is not a i'm sorry the way he's not commanding that that cutter on left-handed hitters he is not a starting pitcher he is a hell of a reliever you bring that guy out there as i'm in the middle relief this guy will get the job done i i i, I don't think he's totally useless from the new york yankees i think clark schmidt has value as a middle reliever give him i would like to see him in the seventh possibly eighth inning row i think he's very he'll be successful he will go out there hey it's okay if you're if you're a failing starting pitcher look at the greatest closer of all time wasn't a good starting pitcher and his name was Mariano Rivera. I remember his start against the White Sox. Wasn't so good on a, in a July weekend. You, you, he probably fits the bullpen. Now, I'm going to throw it to you, Chris. Clark Smith, your thoughts. Then Caputo, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on to a different topics. All right. So, you already know how I feel about Clark Smith. Oh, mm -hmm. He is definitely not a starter. So, can y'all cash whoever? Can y'all stop starting them, please? Like... He, you could, you could see it. He's a, he's a bullpen reliever, which is fine. Like you said, uh, Mo can't, you know, wasn't a starter. Um, Michael King the same way. Michael King wasn't a good starter until he got in the bullpen, and look what happened. So, I just, I just feel like we, that's why me, and, me and Mike agree on this. We need more pitching because if we got Clark Smith in our, our pitching rotation, that's a problem. Yes. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna go to Caputo. I'm gonna let you go, but Lamario, send me send me a, a, again in Twitter so I could follow you there. I tried that, and and all it comes up is your old Twitter account, Lamario. Yeah, um, Caputo, tell me about Clark Schmidt. I know. Give me your thoughts. You could be uncensored, unfiltered. Go for it. Yeah, Clark Schmidt sucks. I think he should be a cut. I don't want him as a reliever or a starter. Okay. I don't want him on his team. I think he's as bad as when they had that other prospect, Chance Adams. He's something. He's something like that. Yeah, nice one. Good name there. Look at that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, he's yeah. he's garbage. He, he's complete shit. He, he needs to go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they keep starting this guy over and over. It's redundant at this point. Yeah, I don't agree though. I don't agree him as a starter either. Um, but I do think he's I I, I different there a little bit with the bullpen. And I it, it, it's all okay if you want to uh, out of the team. I get it. You've seen enough of negativity there where you might think he might not be able. You know, he might be wasted goods like a chance like you said a chance and i can see that point i'm going to give you a little bit i'm going to give, give you credit there um with that with that there now one among a couple more pictures before i want to talk about the hitting and, and the situational hitting before and the main event will be the manager because I, yeah. I can't wait for that one but um <laughs> nestor cortez i'm worried i was like nah because here's the deal chris and, and mike and everyone listening mm -hmm. nestor cortez one thing that we used to say and we used to love how quickly he worked 
get the ball pitch quickly get ready to go his his watch along for one of the most funnest to do when we did it now that there's a pitch clock hitters are getting ready they're geared up for that you know get ready and i don't think that that takes away a little bit of of a little bit of the i'm not saying we're smoking mirrors from Ernesto cortez but that advantage of that of he had and now guys are getting ready and they're becoming more comfortable of him where he's locating the ball also i think how higashioka is not doing a service as a receiver with him him behind the plate Calling some balls up and away on a right-handed hitter to in the in the or in the um Baltimore series where Nestor throws mid 80 mid 90s excuse me 93 92 you can't get away with that up and away on a right-handed hitter from the left side they're gonna crush it I thought pick selection hasn't been favorable for Nestor Cortez and also that pitch clock I think is hurting a little bit of Nestor Cortez not in a bad way because he likes to work fast but. Hitters are getting adapted to it. I don't know what your thought, Chris, on Nestor Cortez. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they uh figuring out, you know, his his pitches now and, and they're hitting them. But I mean, I don't know if we're gonna talk about Garrett Cole, but uh, we're, he's we're, we're, we're okay. So, you know, Nestor Nestor just gonna keep it keep it moving, you know. Yeah, if they figuring him out, then he needs to come with something different and, and figure the hitters out. That's just, that's just the way of baseball. Um, you you always gotta adjust. You always, even for pitchers, you you always gotta adjust. So I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with Nestor. Um, I he just you know like they they're figuring him out. So he has to he has to do something different because like you said, like the the pitch clock is is helping the hitter out now because now they know what's coming. And when you have a catcher that don't know what he's doing, just like somebody in the dugout that doesn't help neither so okay. we we're gonna see we could, we're gonna see at the end and and see what nesta can give us okay um caputo worried about nesta cortez yeah he has to fix his mechanics something's definitely up with him uh, he's not he's not nasty anymore that's for sure I, I don't know what what's going on with him i'm more concerned with garrett cole i'm worried about Actually, Garrett Cole now because let's go right. Let's go right to it. Go okay. Give yeah, your the first term, month, Garrett Cole. Okay, the, the first month of the season, this guy was absolutely lights out. He was a young candidate. Now he's back to being a bat, batting practice, Garrett Cole again. So I'm starting. I hate to say this, I don't want to expose him, but I think for that first month he was he was taking spite attack, and then he stopped because uh, Domingo Herman and Scherzer got caught. So he says, "Let me stop this." And now he's back to just average Garrett Cole again. And for the last four or five starts, he has been hittable. I mean, he just gives up the meatballs again, home runs. And he, he just he's a different pitcher again. He's just back to being that average uh, Garrett Cole. What, what happened for the first month of the season? He was absolutely lights out. He didn't give up a home run. He looked like he was uh, on his way being a Cy Young. And I wasn't completely sold, but I was like, you know, this guy has, you know, the potentials of winning a Cy Young this year. Now he's just uh, – well, now he's back to reality again, like he did last year. And he's just, I'm just not impressed, man. I, I, I this guy has to adjust to uh, not using spite attack. Is if that's all he could, he only could pitch great with the sticky stuff. Then he's not. A, I'm sorry, he, he's not a talented pitcher. And also, they're saying that he's not good with Gashioka, that he's better with Jose, uh, Jose Trevino. So maybe that has something to do with it too. Why he hasn't been pitching better? But Phil, I don't know. Now he's just been bad. This this whole month he was. Uh, he was uh, hittable. Um, none of the game when when they were up six to nothing, 
against the Rays. He blew a six nothing lead. So that's all that's all you need to know about Cole. I mean he's he's either lights out or he's hittable. And um I, I can't have a guy like this do this for the next five years. I mean, we have him for five more years and he can't pitch like this in the regular season every year. I know he's uh, great in the playoffs, but he he has to be like that damn good in the in the regular season because can't have a guy pitching with like a, a four ERA. I mean, his ERA is not four, but it's going to get to that if he keeps doing this for the next five years. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. This is why they have to get more pitching. Uh, you can't trust Garrett Cole, man. He's, I mean, come on, against these lineups, you, you got to pitch better. He, he pitches good against bad lines, but when he p- pitches against like a better team, he doesn't dominate them. I mean, it's proven how the Rays, the, the Blue Jays, the, uh, the Astros, the, the, what is he going to do against the Dodgers? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, your thoughts on Cole, Chris? You, you're worried. You're concerned. You think he's back to batting practice, Cole? Then, um, so Chris, your thoughts on Garrett Cole? Yeah, like I, I brought it up on the, on the watch along with the Rays. I can't really get mad because the Rays are uh, suspicious of doing something this year. But the other teams, like it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense because, like Mike said, like the, the first month. He what he had like a 0.84 ERA, and then all of a sudden it just blew the hell up. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Is he injured, or is Mike right that he's using something? And Scherzer and Herman got caught, and it was like, mm, I'm gonna dial it back some. I I just I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't pinpoint because it, it seemed like every year Cole Cole is is this close to figuring something out. And then something happens, like his mindset or something, and it, it just it falls apart. Dude should already be like a three-time Cy Younger winner, but because he keeps collapsing, it it, it just it it suffers his his whole season, and then he doesn't get it. I'm sorry, Robbie Ray shouldn't have got the Cy Young, and Justin Verlander shouldn't have got the Cy Young, and the, it seemed like the only good team he pitches good against, probably because they didn't pay him, was Houston. Cause he dominates Houston. I don't see him doing too too bad against Houston. But when it comes to everybody else, it seems like oh, if you're not the A's or if you're not uh, the Rays, I mean the uh, Reds, then you, you you're giving up six seven runs and your team your team. Don't get me wrong, we complain about this team not giving offense, but it seemed like when he starts, they give him something, and he just like oh man, I ain't got to pitch that good today. Let me let me just. Throw meatballs and, and see if they're gonna hit it. And you got one of the best fastballs. Just locate it. They, nobody can hit your fastball, bro. Okay. But you throw meatballs uh, down the middle. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, it's fastball location with him. He he's got a yeah. well, he, he he's had a problem with that for the last like two three years now. I don't know what's his velocity or. I don't, you know, his the spin rate on his ball has changed dramatically since he's come to the Yankees. So that's been a, a issue too. But he's just a different pitcher. I, he just collapses. He looks great, and then he collapses. I don't know what it is with him anymore. Here's here's a theory and a thought. Here, it's going to be a little bit a little bit long winded, but here it goes with it when it comes to Garrett Cole and and not just Garrett Cole, a few pitchers with the organization with the New York Yankees. With Garrett Cole, you know, we get we know certain pitchers go every pitcher you could talk to, you could hear it from David Cohn on the broadcast, from Ron Darling, if you're a Met fan on the Mets broadcast, any former pitcher that you hear, even um smoked, pitchers tend to go through a season, sometimes twice in a season, what's called a dead arm period. 
you know they don't have the ump in their arm they're a little sore remember this the pitching is a it's a rota is a is a form that you're throwing unnatural to a human to the human body to throw in, in a certain in the torque and the angles and remember you know, some of these are high high powered athletes that they're trying to get that edge with that like you said spin rate get the ball to spin do things what the human body's not eligible to um able to do with a baseball the point is he might be going through a dead-on period. This is the first. This is the quarter of the season, and it's starting to go though um, a little bit noticeable. The home run ball coming up. Also, the offense is getting the the weather's getting warmer. The offense gets better. Um, all and also when his home runs started coming, yeah, it was a few of them. Like you said, Chris, the Rays we have some suspicion with them, regardless of the fact he still gave up the ball. But when the other teams with this with Higashioka behind the plate. Again, Higashioka didn't do no services to Nestor Cortez neither. Also, I don't like the Yankees' philosophy when it comes to their pitching coach, and it's been this has been a problem right a little right before Boone took over with Matt Blake. And Matt Blake is a hell of a pitching coach. I'm not saying Matt Blake is a bad pitching coach. He's not. He's actually a really good pitching coach. I really want to give him his flowers, kudos. But they've changed their philosophy, the way they execute certain players. They're more slider heavy, more cutter centric. Prior before, when you had Stoudemire to Island um, as the pitching coach, and I, I'm missing one more, Gidry, and I'm missing one more pitching coach. They they featured a lot of the forkball or the splitter, and with Tanaka when before even Tanaka when had CC when they had the you know the the dynasty, and they more slider and slider is a helter skelter pitch from a starter because we always hear listen we we tied a World Series off of Wallers off of a slider of lyrics. You, and their memory says you don't get beat by your, you get beat with your best pitch, not your third best. And that slider is a dangerous pitch. I know Jeff Nelson made a career out of it and got us some World Series. My point is, sometimes their pitching philosophy of when they're going to execute it, when to ask for that certain pitch, like you said, um, Michael, he's not locating. He has a hell of a he got beat last home run last time with a fastball, and he got smacked. Ninety-eight mile per hour. You know what? The velocity is there. Like you said, the location. Also, that comes from the from the analytics department where they want to locate these pitches. There's too much in, there's too much interjection of the computer, even in the pitching selection. You know what? That's why I, I'm a big proponent, Chris. What do I always say? Let your starting pitchers be pitchers, and your relievers be throwers. And they doing it backwards to me personally. I feel mm -hmm. as an acting organization, they want the the relievers to come out and be pitchers. Well, no, they gotta be throwers. That's why they're relievers. They have they gotta give you they're gonna go out there and be flamethrowers from for one inning, maybe an inning and a half, and that's it. Your pitchers gotta be long give you longevity, learn how to pitch in, in and out of situations. So I think there's a it's we call it's a little bit of a, a little bit of everything, and it's not apologetic to him. But here's the thing I want to give a food for thought. Sonny Gray came to New York, he didn't pitch well. Marauders Chapman now is throwing the ball back up high in in velocity. What did what, of course one pitcher that I love, you know, because I thought he gave depth and even though he wasn't great was Montgomery. He said, "Oh, now they allow me to throw more of my fastball." So they're trying to telling me there's pitch selection. The organization is even putting hampers on these pitchers or what they're throwing, and it's kind of it, it, it's a little bit off putting because when you start seeing call like you said, Chris. Garrett Cole should have won a, 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 at least one Cy Young Award with the, on, in the New York Yankee uniform. Now, and then it makes you want to ask these kind of questions. And we don't know. We could go around and around in circles looking for that answer. And we could have all different types of opinions and interjection or even debates about it. But I think 
that's what's going on. My opinion with the Yankees, it's a little bit of everything. There's too many, there's too many ladles in the in the soup. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's true. I mean, uh, it, there's a lot to, uh, you know, to, to analyze with this. It's uh, it's like a science with this team. <laughs> and in general, I mean, but Garrett Cole, I mean, he, he should have had a Cy Young by now. I think the last time he was actually great, though, if you really want to be honest with me, is uh, 2020. I mean, that was the last great Garrett Cole that I saw. Since then, this guy just been just average. Okay. I, I mean, they're very disappointed. This was a... Very disappointing contract so far. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, here's the one thing I'm going to give him kudos and his flowers. Every five days, you're penciling him. Regardless of the fact that he's not pitching well, not pitching to our liking, whatever the case is, he's there every five days. He's there. He's very he's he does stay healthy. Yeah, and unlike the Grom that never, that, who never stays healthy. So, Carol Cole has given you durability like they say the best avail availability is uh yeah durability he's always always healthy all the time so that's the that's the key and thing about him if you only get pitch great i know you say i know you hit him hard with the money that he's making per year but man you know what if i were to tell you without showing numbers and i tell you he's gonna make uh, this pitcher's gonna make every one of his start not miss a start regardless of the numbers and you'll be like yo i'll sign up for it look at severino he can't even pitch no nah. stay healthy he never he, stays you know healthy. There's talent in Severino. Yeah. But it's not healthy. And Garrett calls one thing you gotta give him is flowers and his and, and tip your cap to him. He's out there. Give me the ball. Every five yeah. days, I'm out there. So that I wish, you know, it's it's a perfect storm. Like I said, we could debate about that. I would love to know exactly what it is. It, it's a combination, I think, of a little bit of everything. Um personally. Uh, it'd be interesting. I would love to see, and hopefully we might get that, uh, Garrett Cole throwing to Ben Rothman. I want to see that combination, see what Ben might yeah. see. Also, I was yeah, going to say, there has to be something with Cole's conditioning because the guy just knows how to stay healthy. He's just a great, you know, when it comes to conditioning and staying healthy, he must, I don't know who, who he's using for his uh, training and conditioning, but keep using that guy because he's always you know he's constantly always healthy which is great but i, I gotta give him his props with that the guy does stay healthy but this team as a whole <laughs> that's another story for another day well, I mean, yeah, no, we'll get right we'll get into it. but that's not pit that's the starting pitching now here's the relieving part with the new york yankees there's an issue with the new york yankees because they don't have a closer and i know we could debate on who could be the closer you know but they're going with they're going with Clay Holmes. They're going to die on that anthill of a Clay Holmes. Personally, I think Clay Holmes is a seventh inning guy who can yep. come in really good in the seventh inning with that ground ball. Um, get that get that sinker ready to go there. I think they need you know someone crafty. I know Chris likes Wildy Peralta. I'm a little skeptical with Wildy still, but he's been. But you know what? He's been proving that he's been getting the job done. I don't know. He's not going to be the, the one thing that worries about Peralta. He doesn't have to swing and miss that you could get three straight strikeouts, three straight hitters with strikeouts. He doesn't have that swing and miss ability. But I like the lefty, the crafty lefty um, coming out there. If, if the Yankees are not going to upgrade, Michael King is trying to become throwing his name in the hat as a closer. But what I'm afraid he's coming back from an, uh, a scare of injury that he avoided the surgery, 
the my the major surgery but man i don't want to overtax him you know i don't want him he's gonna give us success we get that false narrative that we don't need the closer and then come after the trading deadline he's gonna have to miss a significant amount of time and we never made the move for a closer so i will you know it's a helter skelter when it comes to the bullpen um tommy claimly it will be back at 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 the weekend in the Dodgers, so he's got one yeah. more assignment. Yeah. Depending how it goes, he'll be returning. Um, he'll he'll add more eighth inning, seventh inning, um, and make the game shorter. This is what the and especially the way the manager uses the utilizes bullpen. He only goes five with his starters, and then he's rushing to the bullpen six, seven, eight, and nine. High leverage situation, and you're really high leverage when a run run game, two run game with your pitchers out there controlling the narrative, and you're going to bring someone who might not throw strikes. It, it it's it puts a it puts a uh, it kind of gives backbreakers to the bulb to the bullpen. Um, Chris, your thoughts on your bullpen, your closer, and with the way it's being handled and sell and etc. Yeah, um, I, I just I, I don't think Clay Home should be our closer. Um, I mean, like you said, Wandy, you, you don't really, I'm not saying you don't trust Wandy, but yeah, Wandy could be a little shaky. But I remember one time it was, I think it was either Chapman or, or, or Clay. We we were up by two. They had bases loaded and no outs. He only gave up one run, and for for him to do that, that that showed me that that he has something in him. So I mean, if if he's not the closer, then I'll, I'll give it to King. But if not, then you you gotta trade for a closer in the, in the, in the deadline. It, it that is so crucial for a team to have a, a dominant closer to where you could be like. Boom, pencil him in. They they not they're not hitting off him. And and we don't have that. Um the last person we had that, maybe when Chapman first came to us. But then after that, it, it just has been, you know, closer by you know committee. And we don't need that because if you go to that closer and he's shaking, he's gonna blow the game and we, that's how we lose. And boom, that's that's another default from boom. He doesn't know when. To bring the right person in, and he overuses our bullpen. So when the playoffs come, we have nothing because they are shot. I, I I agree with you there. Also, when you use your bullpen a lot, Chris, you get you put a lot of film out there for scouting report for hitters to mm -hmm. see what your bullpen hit. You know, one thing I loved about that those ninety, I'll give that to right back right to you, Caputo. Give me a second with this one. When you had those teams in the, you always had the Yankees. Always had a not a script, but you always knew it was going to be seventh, sixth inning. If they, if the starters didn't kind of have it shaky, it would be Ramiro Mendoza will pitch. Then of course seventh inning we would be Nelson, eight Stanton, ninth Marrera. Good evening, good night, and see you later. You know, yeah. Then you you mix and match with Graham Lloyd. You know Mendoza. You know those there. They were. That's it. That's that was Joe Torre's formula. Nothing simple. Keep it simple, stupid. And sometimes you have to go back to keep it simple, stupid. When you manage a bullpen, not trying to be cute here and think about this and that with that. Um, Caputo, your thoughts on the who should be the closer here? If if until we get it, uh, until they make a move, because I agree with you. I think they do need to make a move. Yes, and the guy that I want is the guy from the Pirates, David Benier. That's the uh, the guy they should trade for. I mean, that's Benier, the only. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, that's the, that's the guy. I mean, that's the only one I could see, but being lights well, out. What is he? What is he? Let me ask you this: Has he shown you that he could rely be uh, a closer? Like the guy you know, oh, Clay Holmes now. Clay Holmes is uh, no, no, but but 
but um ben bernard you thought bernard you think yeah i think yeah he's got the stuff he's pretty lights out i mean he's he's the only one i mean i could i would go out there and make a trade for i mean or alexis diaz but i saw uh, the yankees lit him up i, I don't know I, that's uh edwin diaz's brother i'd rather have bernard i'd rather have him I, and really what other closes would be available that are really like lights out and that's the only one the guy from the pirates there's nobody oh shit josh hater is um Josh Hader, I don't want Josh Hader. I saw the comments over here. I don't want Josh Hader. Josh Hader is a look what happened when he went to the Padres. I mean, he's doing better now, but he did better in the playoffs. But I, I want the, the guy from the Pirates. Like uh, it's, uh, that's the guy I would, I would, because it is closed by a committee. They, they don't even have a definitive closer on this team. It's terrible. They, Clay Holmes is nothing but like a seventh inning uh, or eighth inning guy. That's it. I, I don't even know if he's that. He's just. Last year, his lights out, and then he completely collapsed in the whole second half of the season last year. And this year, he's uh, doing that again. I, I play on the terrible. I, their bullpen's okay. a problem. They bur- until, burn an ass all the time. Let like, me ask but, you this. Until Clay Holmes, until we can make a move, who do you want them closing then if, 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 you know, if it's not Holmes? You have to have someone here until we make a move. And that, no that move is not happening. Well, there's nobody that – could uh, really hold that uh, that mantle. I, I, the last great close we had was Mariano Rivera. I'm sorry, I, I tell you, you want it's been other ones after that. That, but the, the Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time. All these other guys have just been like, uh, I'm sorry, Rivera is the, nobody's ever going to touch Mariano Rivera. He's in a class of his own. He was the Michael Jordan of closer. There's, there's never going to be another Rivera. But uh, in, in terms of getting a closer, I, I, that's the only guy I can think of. The guy in the Pirates. I mean. We, no, but, we, but, we can agree on this. Yes, we can I'm seeing this in the chat. I do not mm-hmm. want Liam Hendricks as our closer. We no. always okay. kill this man. He no. is so inconsistent. I am good. I do not want him as a closer. I don't want him. I don't want him on a team. No. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't want Chapman back. What? I don't think Chapman. No. I don't think Chapman. He, he oh. finished. He finished on a on a sour oh. note. At the end of September with yeah, the Yankees, remember? I think he missed. He he didn't come to a volunteer workout and I, other I, stuff. I agree, yeah, I agree I with Kevin. I think he's going to the Mets. He's going I, to the I, just, I just, I yeah. just, yeah. Who the hell would want him anyways? Guy's trouble. Dude, no, he's, guy he's throwing a hundred and four miles an hour. Yeah, yeah he's missing that. That, That's what I'm saying. Guy. We we don't want him on his team, and he's not going back. But no, there's value but, around the league with him. Yeah. So he's got those problems. He didn't want to show up at practice. He got a tattoo uh, without completely telling anybody about it, which was dumb last year. This guy's—he's uh, also exactly, exactly. That's why I don't think he, a Yankee reunion was is with him because he oh, left a, he left knows. a bad taste with the Yankees. You're correct. You're correct. I give you that, but I don't think he'll be here. Um, also, we can't see who we don't know. You know what? The Pittsburgh Pirates right now aren't—they're—they're. They're, thinking postseason i don't know if bernard will be available because they're close there for hitting the postseason and they might mm-hmm. be or their division lead you know they they might not make we don't know who sellers are so we could think of we, we're dreaming of teams like that we, you know the only teams we can really think about relievers really is an oakland athletic reliever or a kansas city royal reliever that's why chairman name has come up yes so those are the names and keep an eye that's why I'm hopefully Johnny um Loisica should be back in the middle of the season there. Johnny, don't forget Loisica is another norm. It's, it's not gonna be until late in the season. Uh, late in the season, okay. That's I mean, late. Yeah. 
that's yeah. another arm that we that goes under the radar we forgot that add depth to the pen you know um when it comes to to making a move right now only the, the really teams that are like really terrible and those are the only ones i don't you know i don't even think the marlins have any reason to ship out anyone yet you know so uh, it's easy to look at somewhere else. It's tough. Uh, we don't know who's available. We don't know who's available yet because there's a lot. The teams, you know, this is why the month of June in the in the middle of July into All Star break. That's what we're. That's why we're taking the temperature here of a quarter of the season, despite the fact the Yankees are nine games over five hundred. Um, it could they could they could you know what Chris easily they could be over. They could be in that double digit, double digit mark. Um, it won and they and despite the way they play, it's it's uh not a miracle but. Kind of appreciative they're 10 games over nine old games over 500 um currently right now mm -hmm. as we sit in in memorial day oh this guy's yeah. asking about which of you know it's got for a third half of the season and frankie montas is out until he, the yeah until the playoffs basically yeah yeah and scott ball and that no thanks i don't want scott okay ball. okay i mean i i don't i gotta see scott ball's numbers because you know um i know he I was good uh but yeah, you are this year. Yeah, I, I saw the way he has a very um, what do you call it? weird uh, pitching motion. He's got yeah. like that. Uh, I I'm not impressed. I, I mean, he was good last year, but I'm not going for one good season that he's going to be. That's why. That's why. That's why. When dude brought up Josh Hader, don't get me wrong. I love Josh Hader, but he had a bad season last year. So he, he has to prove this year. Like all of this year, he has to prove that he can keep that ERA down. Because I remember when he came against us, Kev, and I was like, "Well, let me let me see how he's doing." He had a, mm -hmm. a, a, a under one, and I'm like, "Okay," but he's got to keep that up. If he can keep that up, I wouldn't mind trading for somebody like him for next year. But this year, no, I, I don't want him because I, I got to no. see what he, he's got to be consistent. Okay, if he was available by the Padres, I'm, I'm taking a flyer because it's a left. I mean, field. yeah, of course I am. Left what I'm saying, like, 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 as a closer, Oof. I don't, I don't want that as my closer. Yeah, and then every every time they they get a big name, the Yankees, they always choke on the pressure. Yeah, so I'm not for. I don't think that's why. That's why I. But but that's why I came back to that. Um, I came back to that to that with the pitching. It's an organization philosophy. They want to throw certain numbers, um, throw them a certain way, not and and go away from what made them an all star or made them attractive to the New York Yankees. They and they want to now. Oh well, now I want you to throw more sliders, or we want you to throw this, and then that's taking away from their characteristic of a pitcher. And I think that frustrates them, especially when the catcher calls for for you know pitchers listen to the game plan and the game plan of the manager and the players calls for certain pitches they throw that's why again everybody and we'll get to that in a second this is why the managerial is very important and we'll, we'll hold that and we'll remember this point we'll get back to that with the manager because i want to leave the manager um for last i i really do want to leave the manager but i'm trying to hold off but what you know what that's that's what I want to. You know what? Let's go with the manager because I can't. I can't. It, it, it all it all is going to tie in here. The New York Yankees with this guy, you know, he's been here as a manager for the Yankees for for now for what five four years. He wins a hundred games. One thing I do tell you, he does know how to manage the Eagles in that ball in that clubhouse. Everyone, you know, you don't hear them disliking or. You know, it's all, you know, the toe, you know, no, you'll see the guys with their handshakes and all that good stuff. You know, Judge, even Keel, Judge, they, they, you know what, they play for him. 
because they keep winning these games. But he doesn't do nothing for a manager to take the team to another level. This is my 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 rant and my problem with Aaron Boone. You fired Joe Girardi the, the season he got you to the one game away from the World Series against the Astros. Regardless if the Astros was banging trash cans, banging their sisters, whoever, <laughs> they still had you wanted to get rid of Girardi because he was rigid. He didn't know how to communicate. He wasn't a communicator. He didn't collaborate. Um, what, what was the other one? He didn't massage Gary Sanchez's ego because he told him to stop being lazy and you know get get on that on couching the catching squat with two knees on two knees, not one knee on the ground, and you know you block the ball better. My point is. Did we really, let me ask you the question. Did we really upgrade? Did he take the team to another level to championship aspiration? He did not. No. He has not. He uh, does things, he doesn't do things to win baseball games, but he sure the hell could do something to lose. There was four games because me and Chris do a lot. Uh, we do mostly 79 or 80% of the watch alongs. And he's done games, at least four games here in his quarter season to lose them, not to win. Making stupid moves after stupid moves that doesn't make baseball sense, and then he goes dares to go on John Boy Media. They asked, I give John Boy Media a little bit of a cre of credit because you know they put him on the Yes Network, and they don't they could be uh, they could be marks and kiss the Yankees fanny, and they didn't. They put him on the spot. They have they get Boone, and they ask him about a certain play in in extra innings that uh about question you know if you got if you're on the road you have runners on second the ghost runner why not put the next runner on and get first and second and play for a double play you could have a force at third and second and first and you still you still have the ghost runner with two outs and he didn't know how to answer that question and i was like you know what kudos to john boy media you know i'm gonna give you cre credit on that podcast that you asked him that question and he couldn't give an answer and then he told him you you've been the grandfather was a and the same thing I've, i don't know if he's been hearing us or what but but talking about he's been born with the baseball in his blood and he didn't and he couldn't answer that question Ma boone should be knowing how to manage baseball one-on-one -on -one, and he doesn't show that he doesn't do managerial things to win a game if your offense is struggling and you know you have speed put the damn speed and listen last night yesterday's game yesterday's game alone i give you an example ikf on base he steals second. The catcher throws a ball into center field. He goes to third now. Now, you know what that does? It keeps the defense on their toes. Higashioka gets a, a C9 single to Bogart, score the ninth run. You know how big uh, it made it 10, it made it a four run game. It didn't allow the, the Padres to bring the tying run. If that run didn't score without him running or stealing that base, Fernando Tatis would have been your, your tying run. At the plate, and you know he was salivating. If it was a three-run game, he was salivating to hit it to home run, and and stick it to the Yankees. But they, you're down by four; it's different because you a three-run home run doesn't do nothing. It makes it just a one-run game. Those are the little things, fellas. That Aaron Boone, as a manager, doesn't elevate the team to win. He's a winning manager, yes. I, and again, I'm not saying he's a terrible, horrible, but he's not a he's not a championship World Series manager. He is, a, and I think the Yankees' philosophy is: let's just make the postseason. Let's win. We could sell more 99 burgers, you know, at the stadium. We could get you for 25 dollars chicken fingers, and we get you. We could give you diabetes with the milkshakes at the at the at the stadium. It, that's what, and we're gonna sell T-shirts, and and you know what? 
the Jedi is going to buy the Yankee package. He'll watch the games, all 162 games, and so forth. That's we got your money. We're and and that's what it's showing. We we we. It's all good. We want, but we want World Series. I don't think Aaron Boone is the World Series manager, Chris. Um, and and the thing is, who do we bring to to succeed him? I don't know who's out there, but he's not a World Series manager. He doesn't do things to win World Series, and I don't think this is where I think the Yankees might fall short this season because of the X's and O's. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's not even just that. I mean, I remember when I'm I'm still trying to figure out who told DJ to punt that game. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then we like, oh, you got to pinch in uh, Calhoun and put maybe Bowers in because Bowers can, can run a little. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna keep Calhoun and we're gonna pinch in uh, Volpe. That doesn't make sense. Like, dude doesn't know how to navigate when it comes to hitting i don't know if if he's not he is, is he blind or he, is he stupid or both because he doesn't know how to like manage and like me and kev are watching the games and we're like why is he not using speed we have bader we have Volpe, we have paraza we have ikf um, cabrera. cabrera like we have speed but he's like oh man they get on base and this is why people get mad at Volpe because they're like, oh, Volpe not really doing nothing. This man hasn't get caught caught stealing yet. And he's not right. using that to the advantage. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it really doesn't. And to be honest, the only manager I can see replacing him, maybe not this year, but next year, and I don't want him on the Blue Jays because it looks nasty, is is the, the former captain. Madly. Man. Like, it... it it surprises me, and, and people got this notion, oh, I don't want to be in the manager because I might taint his legacy. No, it won't take taint his legacy. As a player, he was great. As a manager, we don't know yet. We, we only get based off previous, you know, uh, teams, like the Dodgers and the Marlins and stuff. And don't get me wrong, the Marlins messed him over. So I, I want to see what he can do. I mean, I wanted uh, the dude from uh, the Mets. Um, I can't think of his name. Fuck. Yeah, buck, buck. But the problem is, he bucks the system, and they don't like that. They don't like the boat being rocked, and and that's the problem. Y'all need to get that computer out your butt, and and that's why Dusty stayed with the Houston Astros, and they got rid of the manager because that's all the general manager gave a crap about was analytics. We we got to get away from that. Like I'm not saying analytics is not important with the team, but if you don't have the feel for the game. Analytics is just a bunch of piece of paper that you can wipe your ass with. That's it. Preach, preach. But that—that's all I gotta say. I don't like. I don't care how many hundred game wins he get. What does he do in the postseason? Nothing. Nothing. And they win in spite of him. Joe Girardi at least got a championship. He has a championship. He almost took the the Marlins to a championship. He's a he's a he's a manager. He he reminds me of Eric Spoelstra. It doesn't matter what he has, he's taking that team somewhere. Right. Boone can't do that that crap for nothing. He sucks. I rather I rather the third baseman coach as our manager. At least he at least he got some cojones. Right. right. No, I agree with That's you right. on that. I've been saying that. You know, one of, here's a move. Here's a crazy move. Ben Rothneff is a left-handed hitter. Right-handed pitcher on the mount. This is the game, I believe the Orioles game, if I'm not mistaken, that me and you had a conundrum on it. 
Um, you Ben Romnev, I understand he's a catcher, whatever the case, but he's a lefty. You take him out for a left-handed bat where he's a lefty for Blowers. Blowers strikes out, and I don't care about the result, but look at the ramification of the move. You lost Rovnev, one player. You lost Blowers. Then you bought in Kagashioka. So you bought three baseball players when your when your when your bench is already tiny, is shortened. And then why? If it's a lefty, oh. if, if I understand it was Higashioka and you're gonna pinch it Blowers and you put Rovnev, I get it because you have righty on righty isn't isn't to your advantage. What was the play there? That that was stupid. And then and then Cahoon got on base and then you switched him out for Greg Allen. You, you wasted like four or five players right there. Exactly. And then you bring in, yes, yes. Why? And then you, Greg Allen, I, yes, again, Greg Allen is a speedster and whatever the case is. If you, you got to put Greg Allen is to run the bases. You What does good is Greg Allen doing for you as a designated hitter? When he's when he's a, a speedster who could defend on the outfield, you put Blowers as a designated hitter if you're going to switch for Calhoun. It, there's moves there that doesn't make sense. And and you know what they tell you when when you ask those questions? No, the, we like our matchups. And Alan Lennox tell us, Alan Lennox again. These moves are like what? They haven't won a World Series. When was the last time the Athletics won with Alan Lennox? They haven't. They haven't. The Rays haven't. They're big Alan Lennox teams. They don't win World Series. They give you good. They give you. They'll make you win in a certain ways. But that's the manager's job. You're taking the manager's job of thinking, feeling, having one of the temperature of the damn game and putting it on the field and go by hunches. How many times Zimmer and, and Tory had so many hunches to play a Chad Curtis in left field? Chad Curtis almost became the MVP of the 1999 World Series because they went on a hunch. Or, or, or Shane Spencer, who had multiple home run games for the Yankees down the stretch because he had a hunch. The kid has seen something. You know what? The kid has seen the ball well. Not No, not now these days. IKF could get hot, but he's going to sit the next day. He almost hit the cycle. No, 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 no. He needs a day off, a scheduled day off. And then he comes yeah. in, and then you expect IKF to hit when he's when you, you sat him on, in hot momentum. Go ahead, Chris. It's, uh, it just don't make sense. I wanted to say this. I want to get Mike in this. Mike, let me let me ask you a question, man. Is this, is this a sport or is this a movie? It's a sport. So why are we basing off scripts? I don't I don't understand that. Throw that script out the window. You got you to you uh, talk to the analytic department for that. But Aaron Boone is just an all-around terrible manager. I mean, uh, he should have been fired many, many years ago. You could thank uh, Brian Cashman for that and Al Steinbrenner. Uh, I thought this guy should have been fired since day one. I don't like him. Uh, I don't care that he's a good person. All Michael K talks about is how good of a person you get. The guy sucks. He's a terrible manager. I don't care about his personality. The guy's terrible. He's he, he doesn't have the baseball mind. I don't care that he was brought up in a baseball family. The guy, I, I don't know if you remember when he first got the job in 18, it, they, uh, his mother and father, his own parents said that he's not a good manager. What, is that, what does that tell you about the guy? They, 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 did, they did say that. They did say they, that. They, did, they actually did quote that. In the, uh, <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember, Mike. Now yeah. you know what kudos on that one. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> that's sad, man. You're instead of getting the biggest, and you know that your parents are your biggest goal for confidence, and you got that one from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he why he I mean, and, and they think, and and how the uh, how the media and how the uh, players like they, they said this guy's a players manager. Have you heard? Have you ever heard of something called accountability? I mean, do the Yankees even have that? 
Because they only care about his no, he's a players manager. He's a player. You know why he's a players manager? When he goes on those rants on the field for when he protects his players for the strike three calls or the pitchers don't get the strikes. You yeah. know, the, when those that 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 time in Cincinnati last Sunday that he got ejected early for for arguing. You know, and and I think so. I think when that happened, we said that Chris, we said, you know what? Bonus. I remember saying that on Sunday. I said Moon's gonna get ejected from this game here because the umpire is very inconsistent. You'll see, and bam. He got it, you know. You could tell when he's going to get the ejections. He does get his players back, though. When it comes to that, I got to give him credit. He does have his players back. Players seem to gravitate to like him. But what I think the Yankees made a disservice when they hired Aaron Boone, and I don't know if they if they want they didn't want him to feel uncomfortable, whatever the case was, or maybe he even negotiated that. They should have bought a bench coach who had managerial experience next to him as his bench coach, as his confidant, a la, you know, Joe Torre had Zimmer. Zimmer was a, is a Hall of Fame manager, and he had no problem taking that second fiddle sitting next to Joe Torre, and Torre didn't didn't have any egos to keep him there. You know, there was times where, Joe was, where they wanted to fire Torre and put Zimmer in as a manager in the 98 World Season when they started off a little stretch. And lucky that Joe Torre had had that prostate cancer procedure I was scared that they kept, you know, it didn't, it wouldn't have been aesthetically wise for for Steinbrenner to do that, and he kept them around. So sometimes, you know, a good bench coach goes a long way to help. And I think the Yankees did a disservice by not bringing a good bench coach to Boone. And kudo, and, and you know what? Shame on Boone for not having that confidence to bring in himself to bring a bench coach to have good baseball knowledge, a good baseball man by his side there to help him navigate with the teams, with the X's and O's, and other things. Yeah, and also watching his press conferences. I don't watch them at all. I think they're horrendous, his press conferences. I think they're cringeworthy when you watch them. I don't know what, uh, what, what these answers that he gives. I mean, this guy, uh, he, he's become like, uh, just he's just a, the worst he's a manager. Really. He's, he's a, a puppet. puppet. He's a puppet. He he's likes very, to have Flashman's fingers. Flashman has his fingers so far up at him and makes him talk. And that's what it is. Oh, and, and that sucks. That's the yeah, perception that's the fans that we have for him. And what's crazy is how how is so secured about his money, but then you letting Cashman just been stupid with it. If if if, if I'm giving somebody my money and I care about my money, but then at the same time I don't care because you let Cashman make stupid moves with it, that doesn't make sense. You need to open your eyes how Cashman is using you. You need to get rid of this man. I don't care if he's family. Yeah. Y'all got rid of him. I don't understand that. I mean, I don't think... last year saying that the dome was closed in, in Houston. Oh, we, we we didn't win the game because the stadium wasn't uh, it wasn't open. Yeah, it's excuse. always an excuse. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, Astros cheated us out of, out of getting to the World Series. Yes, we can keep saying that, but it, it's getting old. Astros is kicking yeah. our butt. It don't matter if they cheat or not. Yeah, the Astros what are we doing? What are we doing about it to prevent it on the field? It's okay. still at the end of the day, you still got to hit the ball, you still got to feel that you still got to pitch, no matter regardless. And you're not, we're not doing that when it comes to these teams. So, no matter how much they can say they're cheating or doing whatever or something, um, out of the ordinary, but we're still not doing what we need to do execute our, our game plan, pitching, hitting, yeah. situational. I, I still say, issue. I still say the main problem on this team is Brian Cashman. I think he's the he's the he's the root of all evil. I think no, he's the, 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 I'm gonna go even further. I think it's the, the owner because he doesn't want to get involved with the team, and he doesn't he doesn't want to get involved and make the tough decisions. So he gives that responsibility to Cashman. Cashman is the buffer, but Cashman will put the buffer, and you know what? Because he could easily change the general manager, but if then he gets a new GM that's gonna 
put pressure on the ownership and say, I need this, this, and this. Cashman, you know what? The owner says, I need this is your budget. Go do what you need to do and leave me alone. I'm going to go yeah, sit, sit uh, here uh, in a yacht and make money. Yeah. I remember the quotes of Hal Steinbrenner last year saying that we're not done yet. He always says we're not done and they do absolutely nothing. I mean, after they don't they do got- nothing. That's just cliffhangers. Those are cliffhangers. That's what you want to hear from him as an owner. He tells you the right things as an owner and then he get, he just disappears because you know what? Yeah. Cashman's running it. He's running it and he's well, just delegating the situation to Cashman. This year, you remember it was the big move. The big move. What was the big move? I'm yeah. still we still waiting on a big move. Oh, yeah, a big blockbuster trade. I think they it wasn't get the fan want to get them like on the edge of their seat. It's just gaslighting the fan base. You're telling everybody is, we're gonna make is that move. the fan base the fan base is very loud when they want to get when they have a strong opinion, when they want certain moves, certain things done. And that's the move, that's the right things to tell the massives to relax and, and calm them down. Because he's gonna say, Oh, we're done. People will have a conundrum. We would have said, Oh, that's it, judge, and that's it. People would have had a conundrum. So we gotta know how to read in between the line. We need and, and of course Dave are correct. We need pitching. Plain and simple. We need pitching and more pitching. Here's the thing that I you know, if I'm how I will be getting upset with Cashman and the minor league system is you have not developed a top pitcher prospect in quite some time here, at least two. You know, Randy Randy Vasquez, speaking of that, came up here, I guess that Oreo start was very good. I, I, I remember, you know, that five innings, he gave up that two run shot. I said, you know what, he earned the right that was Friday, excuse me. It was Friday. Um, he deserved uh, uh, to get another start. He didn't pitch Matt. Yeah. Um, the Yankee offense could have helped him make the kid feel great, but you gotta you gotta put that. You know, when have we have to start asking our scouting department? When have we developed a top top pitching prospect in quite some time? You know, yeah. and we haven't. Clark right. Smith. Clark Smith didn't have it. He was he was drafted highly, and he's pitching, but still hasn't really developed. And it, and it comes with the pitching choices, the, the damn slider. Yeah. Uh, it's time to get away from maybe from the little bit of the, the slider in the minors and start teaching a different pitch here because uh, it doesn't look it, – it's not it's not, it's not yeah, looking feasible. Pitching prospects are not, are not the answer here. I, I don't trust any of the uh, pitching prospects. Uh, anybody they call up from their farm system, I think they're going to be a dud because – it's just the way it's been with All right, so why is that? Why is that? Why have why when you hear a pitching prospect come up? Because when I heard when I heard back in and of course if guys again we're we're dating ourselves, but when I was hearing a Pettit coming up, Sterling Hitchcock come up, Mamira Mendoza come up, they were interesting. Even Mariano Rivera, we heard when he came, he wasn't a good starter, but he gave he you know what? There was hope. When you started bringing hearing names you know, like that. Jabba Chamberlain, you know, before that, you know, Chiming Wan. You, you're like, well, you know, all right, we hear the names and we hear what they're going down and we get excited. And, and Louis Severino was the last one, but what Louis Severino was tarnishing him is this healthy. But we're like, okay, Severino seems like a good kid coming up from the minors, but we haven't had that. What happened to Davey Garcia? Oh, he's horrible. And How we know? Is- has he given, has he gotten a fair shot? I don't think Davey Garcia hasn't gotten a fair yeah. shot to say he's horrible. Yeah, Numbers are horrible. He hasn't really got a fish up, but his numbers are absolutely But again, I, I go back and I'm going to stay, I'm going to die on this on a handheld myself. I'm saying David Garcia, he doesn't want to be in the minor leagues. He tasted postseason start. He tasted being in the regular roster. And you send him back down to the minor leagues the next year after one inning of a postseason start. 
he doesn't want to some guys don't want to be on in the in, in the minor leagues traveling in those bad cities low lighting he was on the main club he pitched a postseason for the most decorated team in all of baseball history yeah. the new york yankees and you're telling him go back to the minor what kind of psychological moment is that on that poor kid he doesn't want to be in the minor leagues he wants to play in the big leagues give him a fair shot all i ask give that kid a fair shot to earn and you you haven't they they i don't know what happened with david garcia they ruined him yeah, his, his confidence is shot like like how you how you be like oh yeah you're gonna start uh, a postseason and then you take him out after a couple of innings like one inning, one make, inning chris yeah one inning it, it yeah, doesn't make sense yeah. and then and then you you put on a, a pitcher that got rocked so it's like you didn't even like substitute for a good pitcher. You, you gave him an average pitcher and said, "Oh yeah, it's your, it's your turn." That doesn't make sense. You just you 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 they wasted his two pitches, and then you destroyed his confidence. Where's Hap? Hap is not even on the team no more. Exactly. He's not even for a guy who's not even who there wasn't even plan on bringing Stain beyond that start with the Yankees. You ruined it. You ruined oh, it. You that Luis Gill. I mean, look what they did to him. I mean, I think they kind of misused him too. He was. He was pitching great, and then they just ruined him with trying to put him in the bullpen, put him in the rotation. Now he's injured. He has Tommy John. I blame the uh, – well, once again, I blame the uh, management for that. They screwed him up. Now he's another uh, jelly all. And, and, and all because they were trying to copycat the organization. They were the trying problem. to copycat – they were trying to copycat the Tampa Bay Rays, the way they brought up David Price and others. Remember, David Price came in as a reliever in when they made that World Series run. And he was a reliever coming out. And then they made him a starter. And then they did they, 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 they and then they did it with other pitchers in their system. They will bring him in late as a reliever. Then the next year, you know, there was a starter. The Yankees yeah. trying to get cute. They're trying to do the same well, thing. Uh, we are the New York Yankees. We set the bar. We don't play under the bar. And that's the problem. Okay. This is this is another thing too. If you think about it, when we had Ian Kennedy, Phil Hughes, and Java, what what was happening? Bullpen starter, yeah. bullpen yeah. starter. They didn't know. So what what so what happened? Who who's the one constant when that happened to right now? It's Cashman. Yep, Cashman yes. needs to go. Yeah, he had to, he had to go twenty years ago. I think it, it, now, like you ruined Java Chamberlain. Yeah, absolutely. But even when Cashman goes, what's going to happen in the, in, the, in their development minor league system? They're still going to have the same scouting department. Yeah. They, they, I'm, I'm right now. I'm very encouraged. One thing I'm going to give you. I'm very encouragement. I'm encouraged that we still have Saban there now. Came mm -hmm. over this season, and as yeah. well as Omar Manaya. Yeah. They brought some smart men in their system, in their farm system. Hopefully, they could start implementing their their scouting techniques to help the Yankees get some good. And not just international players, good players around this country with this collegiate draft coming up here. I know that, look, the Yankees aren't, aren't, aren't selecting high either. The game today, Steve, is at 9 o'clock tonight. I'm sorry. I saw that question there. I didn't mean to ignore it, Steve. It's a 9 a.m., 9 p.m. tonight in the West Coast. Um, they're, they're, they're not implementing. They, I want them to go get some some diamond in the roughs, get some players, get some, minor, some scouts, get some minor league players that, you know what, low-level college that might, you know what, Piazza was a low-level, a, a late-round draft pick and turned into a, into a Hall of Famer. There's players out there, but you have to have the scouts do the work and do the, do the right thing and don't go by analytics. You need, there's something about sending a scout with it to look at it with their eyes and you could tell with your eyes if this guy has talent or not 
And I think the Yankees, they've been missing a lot on their prospects because they're going by that damn freaking analytics. They look at yep. the numbers. They go do the math equation. And, oh, no, this player isn't, isn't worthy for this for our prospect, for our system. Go right. and send the guys. Without, nothing, nothing hurts more as a good old old-fashioned scout to go, go on the road, drive up and down, Get a, get a pen and paper, write all the deficiencies and all the positives on a baseball player in the middle of Iowa, Nebraska, Florida, wherever the hell they're going to. Send their asses there. Make them look at them and see. Scout them with your eyes. See what's something. That's what made um, Stick Michaels and his scouting team very different and special uh, and years later to us as Yankee fans because they went they did the work. They went to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and they saw a young man named Derek Sanderson Jeter, and they brought him in here. They went to Puerto Rico, and they went and they found a, a Jorge Posada and a, and a Bernie Figueroa Williams. They went and saw that. They did the scouting. They did the, they did the work. They didn't rely yep. on a freaking mathematical equation to see if they fit the team or not, and that's what's missing with this organization. And yep. and I want to say this too, pick it pick, pick it back on that. If you look at the last thirty years, like I'm not saying like Posada and them not good, but if you look at the the last three good players, like great players that we had, was Jeter, Cano, and Judge. Look at that gap. That's a big gap. Yep. Like that's sad. That is not good. Mm -hmm. That is not good at all. I've been saying this for many, many years now. This team is not where they need to be. And uh, they have an enormous ways to go to get to a, a World Series again. And it starts with the uh, management. It starts with the front office. We have a horrible, lousy front office that needs to – they got a clean house. I don't know what they're waiting for. When are they going to finally right. change our ownership? We haven't had a third-base prospect. Listen, we've always had a third-base prospect similar in the in the mining system. We, we was it, Michael Lowe. Before Lowe, we, we always had – you know, we had Blowers. We always had a third base prospect, even though they didn't probably, you know, Russ, Russ Davis. We always had that third base prospect in the minors. We haven't had a third base prospect, and I don't know how long, God knows how long, that we got excited here. You can't tell me Peraza or, 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 or Volpe because they don't even know what position that these guys are going to play. Is it going to be second base? Is it going to be whatever? I don't know. Um, um, it, it, they haven't gotten that. Chris, I know you have to get ready to, to make some money here. Um, give me your final thoughts because we'll be wrapping up soon here. Yeah, I just, I just think, I just think something needs to change. Um, I don't want to be winning games despite of the manager. I want a manager to be helping us winning these games. That's not delusional or that as based on off movie scripts. Like, like I said, like if if you don't have the feel of the game, analytics is basically toilet paper. You might as well wipe your ass with it because you you're ruining what the numbers are are speaking to you about and. It just you're ruining players, you're ruining bullpen arms, even pitchers. I mean, the confidence. I don't care if you can manage egos. It 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 doesn't it doesn't suffice that that you're a puppet, bro. And you, you need to go. Cashman needs to go. I mean, if we can get how to seventeen, that'd be even better too. I, I just I just think I just think something needs to change. And I hope y'all have a good Memorial Day. Uh, thank you for having me on, Kev. You got uh, it. Bro. Nice seeing you, Mike. Yeah, nice seeing you. I hope, I hope all y'all have a good day. Peace yeah, out. Thank you, Chris. Have a great day. Thank Memorial you, Chris. Day. Happy Memorial Day there. Now, we're going to wrap up a little bit here. We're, we're talking about this organization uh, for the regular season. For here, the first part of the season, um, at least the first quarter part of the season, uh, 
November this year. Now we got June to the trading deadline. Now we're gonna see who separates. There's a there, you know, they did the first domino. Aaron Hicks no longer on this team. Uh, a move that had to be done. That move had to be done for his psyche, for the fan base, for him to move on and also open up that roster spot there in left field. But this one thing that frustrates with the New York Yankees, they're not letting anyone particular to try to win that job. They kind of like this revolving door in left field. That's what they're giving me as an impression. And it frustrates me because IKF, I'm not saying he should be the everyday left fielder, but right now he having something. Right now he's hot. He's hitting the ball. Personally, I would love Greg Allen to be the left fielder, win that job, but I want him to win it. I don't want him to just give it to him as a token because he was an outfielder and you give it to him. If IKF is about playing him, you got to consider IKF, but you can't have this revolving door. Like it feels like they don't want some, they like this, this um, chaos or this uncertainty in that position. Why not let someone try to win it and go for it? There was there's nothing wrong in every day when, when the lineups come up. You have a consistency of the lineup. Um, you know you you know, but they always got something helter skelter. They look like they take a, a name out of a hat. They'll just keep the first three names, ideally, and the rest out of a hat. Mix you know, and it's like whoa. It's like can we have some consistency and some something that we can look forward to? Something nothing's wrong with some consistency in life. Everything comes constant. It's good. It's a good thing. You know, sometimes you do switch it up when things aren't working. But with the Yankees, you know, it's like oh, it's like what the heck what's going on with this lineup also i don't think glaber torres should be a leadoff hitter you no. know he doesn't 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 work the, the prototype of a leadoff hitter he doesn't I work still the, say they trade i still say they should try to trade him in the train deadline to you get him that's a, that, that's a different that's a different question there as well but he shouldn't be leading off you got you got i think harrison bader should be now your leadoff hitter i think yeah. bader does you know but oh, you I think Bader has the speed. Um, they tried Volpe. I understand they didn't want to use Volpe there. I don't know. They didn't. They gave him a small amount. But when Volpe was lead off, then Jeter done Jeter. I still don't want to down with the injury, and they had to move Volpe out of there. Can, can we talk about the, the lineup before we close out the show? Yeah, let's go with the lineup. Go with the lineup. Let's. I still, it. I still don't like this lineup. I still think we need situational hitters. I mean, guys that like. A, at the ball guys like i said hit the ball the opposite field they still don't have a, a consistent lineup and all they do is all aaron boone keeps doing is shuffling the lineup every single day changing the lineup, doesn't keep the same lineup which just p- pisses everybody off and they mm-hmm. don't have a lineup that is consistent enough where they have no no like contact hitters dj lemay i don't know what's going on with him anymore he's not the same dj lemay his, his days are his better days are behind him yeah i'm sorry i i i, I, I totally if I was a, if he was a stock, I'm selling my DJ LeMahieu stocks. I have no. I wouldn't mind at this point well, because he hits 250 every game. That's not the hitter that we signed up for. He was supposed to be a 300 plus hitter, and like when he won the batting title, we haven't gotten even close to that. And there's really literally just only three good hitters in this lineup: Judge, Rizzo, and Beta. After that, who who scares you in this lineup? This lineup doesn't scare anybody. The Yankees are just two home run or nothing, and that's all they've been for the last seven years. We just see nothing but the same. Same old, same old with this team. They don't want to change their uh, approach. Everything is hit a home run or strike out. They don't hit for average. They don't hit the ball in the opposite field. They're not a consistent ball club. They don't have the right players. That's why they never win the World Series. This is why we're, we're still waiting for a championship. 14 years. And they still don't know how to get this right. With this lineup. It's, it's pathetic. They don't make the right trades. They don't make the right signs. I hope they never make a Josh Donaldson kind of a leopard trade. Ever. They better not have to do that. That was a train wreck. And, 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 and 
their 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 whole trade there, Kabuto, for that was because they were getting a hell of a catch in Ben Rovnik, and they were getting a stopgap shortstop. Oh, yeah. But they I mean, had to it, take they had to take well, Donaldson's contract, and neither one Ronev hasn't been healthy. And now that he's here, let me ask this now. Come Tuesday, probably tomorrow, possibly, Louis uh, Jose Trevino comes out of the comes out of the injured list, available to come play, yeah. and he's an all star catcher. You you brought Ben Rovnev up here. And you have um, Kyle Higashioka. Boone said he's not going to carry three. He's not carrying three three catchers. Who would, would you move? Him. Say again. I would cut Higashioka. I would have Trevino and Ben Rovnev stay here. They're not going to do that because Ben Rovnev has more options to go to the minor league. So they're going to send him back down. So now you're going to ruin Ben Rovnev because he says, well, I'm going to have a chance. And let me tell you something. The, the small sample size I saw Ben behind home plate. When he goes, when he he block, when he blocks the ball, I saw a play there that the ball bounced, and he uses forearm, his bare forearm, to stop a ball from going into the backstop, so the runners do not advance to second base or third, and he stopped it there. And then there was another play where the ball scooted away from. He pounced up and he went sprinted after that loose ball, and yeah. nobody, none of the base runners advance. The minute Higashioka goes gets behind the plate, guys. Play, t- players are running. Teams are running on Higgy. And it's not a pick because Higgy had a hell of an offensive game last night or yesterday yeah. afternoon. A couple hits, but that's far and few in between where he gives. I don't think he's he's had a good receiving of a catcher, of calling balls and strikes or, or navigating a baseball game with his pitching staff. And also, I don't think he's hitting. And his deep, uh, to me, more the catcher who, if you get hitting, it's a bonus. But with a catcher, you want them to call a good game, frame the pitches, and yeah. also. Keep the running game to a minimum. Teams see Higgy, they salivate, they run. Especially now that the base, the stolen base has been implemented more in baseball this season. Teams are doing this and they're salivating. And I think you can't go with Higashioka as your catcher um, going forward long term with run with the running game going. I think if they make a move, it'll be it will be probably after the training deadline. If Higashioka continues to struggle and they continues to have these defensive. Um, laps here and Rovnev continues to play extremely well in the minor leagues. I think they will bring, I think they might make that move, but I don't think this going to happen just yet the way we want it because at the end of the day, Trevino has value. He is a, a, a all-star catcher, regardless of his numbers say or not, he did make the all-star team and still all in all, I don't know. If they'll get rid of Trevino. So they have a pickle there with that there. Also July, the big number, the, the, I, I got to find out exactly what date it is. I mean, June, Come June, I think it's the I think it's like in the seventeenth, fellas. I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the number for sure. Is when you could bring no June June when you could bring your minor league players up and doesn't count as service time in the oh, major. Yeah. yeah. So now you could bring in some from time to time, or, or if it's a little cold, you could bring up a, a Dominguez to yeah. play, and they won't count as service time you know you could bring an austin wells up you could bring a spencer jones i don't think they'll do it because i don't think they want to um add them onto their 40-man roster and lose a player you know like that um in their 40-man so that's another thing yeah i think dominguez has been struggling too as a later i heard he's not doing too well in the minus but i mean they have they have to make a trade to uh they they have to make a what do you call they they have to light this team on fire man They, they need something i'm not I don't think this team is all the way back. They still, like I was trying to tell you in the beginning of the show, they still have a tremendous amount of work to do. And uh, forget about a World Series. We're not winning. They're still, listen, they're going to finish over 500. They're going to have a, they're going to make the postseason. 
I'm gonna give yeah. you my final thought. They'll make the postseason. Personally, I think so. I still think there'll probably be a second, the, the 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 first wild card of the of the availability. I think um, Tampa barely wins the division. I think Tampa's gonna come back to earth. They haven't had any injuries. They'll get hurt. They'll get some injuries. They'll they'll hick find a hiccup here and there. I think the Yankees will fall short by a game or two um, because of the manager yeah. blunders. And it's I think crazy. they'll fall that second wild card, that first yeah. wild card. And I personally think that they will lose in the in the playoff again. I don't think I don't see them going to the World Series. I think they'll fall short in the American League Championship Series. I don't think they'll go to the ALDS. I think they'll win. They'll get to divisional. Probably losing the divisional in a tough series. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong, but they got to show me something. Only way I could change my mind if all if everyone goes into the postseason healthy. When I'm talking about Stanton, Severino, everyone, no injuries, and and they start hitting their stride. And I can't. Count on that. Healthy, they're not a they're not a World Series team. Even even is this team in full strength? We've seen this before. But this not good enough to win a World Series. Even hundred percent. Sports has been Kuputo, Sports has been funny. Look at all the all the major sports. When teams go into the postseason hot, anything can happen. Look at the Panthers, yeah. Florida Panthers. Yeah. They beat the Bruins, who and they they just got hot the right time, and they yeah. they're, they're in the Miami Heat. They just they were eight seed struggling, and I know it's a whole different sport. And of course, I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, sport different sports cross promotion is so different. I know that, fellas. But when, but my point is, when a team is inspired, hot, and going in with momentum, that's what the Yankees have not done under Boone. They they don't finish yeah. strong with momentum. They they yeah. kind of back in. They they yeah. you're, you're I mean, nail biting. Yeah. yeah. They were they were tremendous the first three months of the season last year. And they were on pace to win like 125 games, and then the second half it was a different story. They they like had like a almost like a meltdown, like a collapse, and they just oh. backed in. I mean, they won 99 games, but they they barely. I mean, they did get into the playoffs, but I, I don't think they really made it. Like they, they weren't wasn't unanimous. I mean, they they almost had like a, a collapse, like a like a meltdown, like an epic meltdown. I mean, that was pretty. That's, that's why. That's why my hope is is a little bit. I'm hoping for a reverse fortune. They're, they didn't, you know, they're struggling a little bit. They don't look so great here, even though being nine again, nine games over 500. Okay, you guys are, and I know some other fan base might say, You guys are some spoiled Yankee fans. You know, you're nine games over 500 and you're complaining about this team making it seem like that that de- de- detriment. No, we're not complaining them as them being detriment, but we see we see warts and deficiencies that we see year in and year out that hasn't been corrected. The definition of insanity doing the same things over and over and, and thinking for a different result. And and we're starting to see them doing the same things over and over. Runners in scoring position with less than two outs, you know, oh, they never they, they strike out. They don't they don't move the runner over. Ran at oh. third with one out. They don't get the fly ball. You guarantee more. Ninety percent. I don't know why analytics don't even put. They don't put that up there in the analytics department. They never get. Uh, they never Ninety percent of the times they're going to strike out. They're not going to get that runner in. Well, everything is home runs with them. That's all they, they think about. Well, when all you have to do is get hit the ball the opposite. And field. that's 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 an organization philosophy. Right yeah. there, that's an organization philosophy. That's not a baseball. That's not the right baseball move. That's an organization. The organization wants you to. They they're worrying about the launch angles. That's it. And the real exit velo. Instead of getting, but it does not work in the playoffs. Home runs do, do not work in postseason play. You have to, you have to have strategy. You got to have a high baseball IQ, and you got to like bunt, sacrifice, fly, squeeze, play, whatever. That stuff is not in the Yankees' agenda. They don't do that stuff in the playoffs. They just want to hit a home run and think it's going to go their way the whole rest of the way, and it doesn't. And it, they're just not a high IQ baseball team. 
Like I've been telling you, you they're they're a seasoned team, the Yankees. That's all. No, they you're are. right. They they don't play the high, uh, the, the smart, the high, the high IQ baseball. No. Um, although, boy, if you would have loved yesterday's fifth inning with the Yankees, though, they had a, they had eight runs on eleven hits, um, and they were just hits after hits, and they were going first or third, running the bases. That's the kind of baseball that we want to see. You know, we don't, you know, night in, night out, and and they don't go first to third. Sometimes they 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 run. Glaber sometimes is an adventure running the bases where you shouldn't be. You should know because they they don't they're not emphasizing this. They prefer they, they, you're gonna, they, if you're going to run the bases, you're going to run it around for for the home run. No, yeah. they got to learn how to go to first and third, and that's the reason why I think Buck Showalter they pass on a Buck. Because he was going to hold them, they were going to hold the team accountability, the accountability of going to first and third. I understand people say, "Well, he's not doing that in 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 Queens." That's a whole other conversation, story. What's going on with the Mets? But with with him, that's his philosophy. That's how they have the Orioles play. That's how they have the Diamondbacks play. Simple, simple baseball fundamentals: first and third. They, no way Buck Showalter would have tolerated that play by by the center fielder Bader, who who tried to throw a, a speedy runner at second, airmailed it. All the way to the catcher, and then Kiggy throws a ball into left field, allowing two runs to score. A little league home run last night, last game. Those are not, that's a lack of fundamental baseball, and the manager has to have to help players accountable. And that's what we're not seeing there because he's afraid. He's a communicator. Well, Boone is a communicator. Yeah, he got the players back, and he can't go in that and hold them accountable, like you said, Caputo, because they might revolt against him. And he has to coddle them. Sounds like Mickey Mickey Calloway here. We're gonna hug the players. We're gonna love them. Come on, it's this is baseball. You're getting paid. They're getting paid multi million dollar contracts. You know what? Man up. You made a mistake. You know what? You 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 know what? The manager's gonna call you up and say, "Listen, you're making a lot of mistakes. That's gonna cost us millions of millions of dollars. You gotta you gotta shape up." You know, play the right play, play the right play, and I think that's what's missing that fire um, uh, uh, with the New York Yankees. Um, so I think that you know we'll 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 try to continue doing some more more podcast here from time to time here, but we mostly do watch along centrics. But it's Memorial Day. We want to thank again our men and women of the service um, to give us the freedoms and all the first responders and all the policemen, firefighters. Memorial men, uh, uh, servicemen, Air Force, Army, Marines. Thank you, guys. Um, we appreciate that. The Coast Guards, everyone that serves our country, that gave us these freedoms. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for this Monday. Um, enjoy the rest of Memorial Day evening. Um, I know watch along tonight. I'm going to not do the um, Tuesday night. We'll be back on for the Yankees watch along. I'm not going to do the Monday night. It's nine o'clock game. I got to get oh, yeah, ready. Tell you that. Would you would you like in like a, like a manager like a Mike Socia or a Terry Francona? Right, I, I would. I want to personally. I take a baseball man. Give me a baseball man who's a baseball lifer who knows the nuts and bolts, balls and strikes. And you know that would like yes, yes, I would, I would. I don't want the data applicator no more. I don't want the analytics guys who who you know yeah. the 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 um the the guys yes, like man. the guy from San Francisco. Um, I forget his name. Gabe Kapler, guy for guy. Aaron Boone. Yeah, no thank you. No, thank you. No. I want a baseball. Give me a baseball guy, Joe Madden. You know what? The most the guy that I will I will bend a little bit, who's a little analytics, little baseball, a little bit of both tweener, is a Joe Madden. I will take that um, if they was available. But I won't do that move during the regular season. I'm unfortunately we're stuck with Boom for the rest of the year, and we'll see where he goes with that, and then we'll find out his fate. So unfortunately, yeah. we have to stick with Boom for the rest of the year. But again, yeah. you guys have a great afternoon. Have a blessed yeah. afternoon. May the Nick, may the Yankees, may the Knicks be the sports be with you. We'll be back here. Have a good one. Peace.